It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. Today in the Word, we are in John chapter number 10. You ever get frustrated because you talk to people about the Lord and it just seems that no one that you talk to wants to believe in Jesus Christ? Well, I want to encourage you today, not everyone we talk to will get saved, but there are always people who will get saved. And Jesus really lets us in on that a little bit here this morning in John chapter 10. I'm going to begin reading in verse 22 and then work my way backwards into the chapter. But in John chapter number 22, it says, And it was at Jerusalem the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. Now, John uses feasts as a timeline uh, throughout his gospel. The the three main feasts that I think we can kind of go through John with is the feast of the Passover. It's mentioned three times. The Passover is mentioned in chapter 2. The Passover is mentioned in chapter 6. And the Passover is mentioned in chapter 13. And so the Passover is always a year apart, and it coincides with just before what we celebrate as Easter. And so we see that from John 3 to John 6, excuse me, John 2 to John 6 was one year. From John 6 to John 13 was one year. And then from John 13 to the end of the book, it's just a very short time. Most of it takes place within just a week or so. And so the entire Gospel of John, really, from chapter 2 to the end, is only covering two years. And when you get to chapter 8, it mentions another feast. It talks about the Feast of Tabernacles, which would have been about six months out from the Passover. So from chapter 8, really, to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, we're only talking about a six-month period in all of that time. And here in chapter 10, it says it was the Feast of the Dedication. That's what we would understand as um, Hanukkah, or the Feast in the Wintertime. And so from chapter 8, through chapter 10, we had three months take place. And now from chapter 10 until the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that's chapter 10, chapter 11, chapter 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, all the way through the end of John is only a three-month period. So John gives us really the most concentrated look uh, into the life of, of Jesus Christ than any of the other gospel writers. So verse 22, it was at Jerusalem, the feast of dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said to him, How long do you make us doubt? If you're the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you believe not because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So this timeline in the life of Christ is moving quickly to the crucifixion. And more and more, as we see earlier in this chapter, we see the Jewish leaders at odds with Jesus and and wanting to kill him. In verse 31, it says they took up stones. In another place, they tried to take him by force. But at the same time, 
many are believing on him as well. So you got this last chapter, he's got this opposition with the Jewish leaders over healing this blind man on the Sabbath day. It continues into this chapter. They want to stone him. They want to take him by forth. And yet this chapter ends with it says, but many believed on him. And I love that because John tells us at the end of the gospel, the whole point of the gospel is that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. So story by story, narrative by narrative, John shows us the opposition. He shows us the difficulty. He shows us the work of Christ. But then he just keeps throwing in there that tidbit that many believed on him, many believed on him, many believed on him. And that's how we see in life as well. Now, we may share the gospel or share our faith with many, many people who never come to Christ, but I don't want you to be discouraged because there are always those people who will come to Christ. Now, in this chapter, what Jesus is really doing from verse 1 is he's contrasting himself against the religious leaders. I'm going to go ahead back to the verse 1 now. He said, Verily, verily, I say to you, he that enters not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, he said the same as a thief and a robber to him the uh, but he that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep so jesus calls himself the shepherd and he's really referring to the religious leaders as as thieves and robbers people that really should not have the position they have and then he said this um, in verse number three talking about the good the shepherd to him the porter opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out and when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Now that's a phrase we're going to see over and over in this chapter. The sheep hear his voice. The sheep know his voice. Verse 5, a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. And it says, this parable spoke Jesus to them, but they understood not what things they were which he spoke unto them. Then Jesus said to them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. So in this chapter, Jesus is getting very bold and he's contrasting himself as the good shepherd to these false shepherds among the people. Now, it was not uncommon in that time for political leaders to refer to themselves as shepherds of the people. And so he contrasts himself to these religious leaders by calling them thieves and robbers. And then later in the chapter, he calls them hirelings. Now, this kind of shoots back to John 8, where he told them, uh, you are of your father, the devil, and the works of your father you will do. So you got these religious leaders that are saying, we're Abraham's seed. And he's saying, no, you're of your father, the devil. They're calling them, themselves the shepherds of the sheep. And Jesus says, no, you're thieves and robbers. You're just hirelings. I'm the true shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. So the good shepherd knows his sheep. He leads his sheep. He goes before his sheep. And here's the key. His sheep follow him. Why? Because they hear his voice. They hear his word. You see that in verse 26 where he said, You believe not because you are not my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. You see, the true evidence of relationship with Jesus in this chapter is that true sheep hear his voice, hear his word. 
And that's how, according to Romans 10, 17, faith comes. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. So what's the evidence of relationship to Jesus Christ? It's that we hear his voice. It's that we live and follow him by faith. So as I said, not everyone will get saved, but there are always people, there are always sheep who will get saved. And what is that order of God working in someone's life? Well, the order is this. It's first, it's the word comes, the gospel, the message. Then the hearing comes. They hear his word. Then belief comes because faith comes by hearing. And then what happens? And they follow him. That's what he said. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. And they what? They follow me. So the sheep hear, the sheep are saved, the sheep receive eternal life. He says, my sheep hear my voice, verse 27, I know them and they follow me. And then he says in verse 28, and I give unto them grace, it's a gift. I give unto them eternal life, not one day life or two day life or 10 day life. He said, I give unto them eternal life and they will never perish. Neither will any man pluck them out of my father's hand. My father which gave them me is greater than all, and no one is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. So what's Jesus talking about here? The security, the safety of the sheep. The word comes, they hear it, they believe it, they follow him. He gives to them eternal life. They never perish. They are safe and they are secure in the Father. So my question this morning for all of us and for you in particular is, um, are you a sheep? Are you a sheep of Jesus Christ? You see, being around sheep doesn't make you a sheep. What makes you a sheep is hearing. It's believing that makes you a sheep. And then following is the evidence of being a sheep. And then eternal life is uh, the sheep life or the blessing of being a sheep. So hearing, believing makes you a sheep. Following is the evidence of being a sheep. And eternal life is the blessing of being a sheep. So the word for today is this for us. Make sure that what you are trusting to get you to heaven is not someone else's word. Make sure it's not religion. Make sure it's not a prayer that you prayed or, or even the good things that you do. You see, make sure that it is faith in Jesus Christ alone. It's his cross. It's his death and resurrection. Make sure that you are resting in the good shepherd today. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.